Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing good, and I believe this is episode 38. We've been at this a while. 38, that's pretty good. I like that. What are we, what are we going to call today's episode? Matt, I, I want to talk about why branding doesn't work for small business owners. Why branding doesn't work for small business owners. I love it. And you and I had a little off-screen conversation before this. So uh, you want to start with your conversation or just in general? Maybe, maybe we preface this by, by you see ads all the time in the newspaper. You see ads on your Facebook feed. We see postcards that we get in the mail that are, that are what I would call branding posts, you know, branding ads, right? And what's a branding ad? Branding ad is, you know, uh, uh, whatever, Betty, the real estate agent, you know, she's got 25 years of experience and she specializes in homes in your neighborhood. Betty's done it again, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. It, you know? Uh, yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, homes, it could be like the air conditioner. We've got family-owned business for 25 years. You can trust us. Well, let's right? talk about, um, of, I don't know how many Super Bowls ago it was, but we'll talk about a big branding effort. So somebody nobody had ever heard of was GoDaddy. Okay. Yes. And um, they raised a bunch of VC capital and they had some lunatic <laughs> and who's very successful, by the way, who said, look, you need to spend all your money and, uh, and advertise it in the Super Bowl. And, um, and I believe they had about 15 or $20 million. So all the money they raised from VC, they spent it branding. Now this is a very dangerous approach. It worked, okay? They grew market share, timing was right, there was a lot of things. They had a lot of back end already built, but, but that was GoDaddy who had $20 million to throw at something and they threw it at one Super Bowl and if it failed, they were out of business. It didn't fail, so. If you have $20 million for advertising. Branding might work. Branding could work, but you also have to be able to service and scale extremely rapidly. And they were in a position where they were already, they had the backbone built before they ever raised the money. That's how they raised the money. They, they had all the things in place to be able to scale. Um, so if the lesson to be learned is, if you're Betty, the real estate agent, and, and a VC gave you, $20 million or you took your own $20 million, could you scale nationally in a matter of days? If that answer is no, then the, then the branding is going to put you out of business. So, right. A better thing, which you and I believe in, is what they call direct response. Direct response marketing. We want to run ads and marketing efforts that elicit an action, a call to action that they're going to pursue. Yes, I want that information. Yes, I want to know more. Yes, please tell me more. Right? Precisely. And which, in most cases, direct response marketing, for instance, I, I'm, I'm writing for two clients uh, this week, or I, I finished one um, by Monday, but um, one of the questions that I got is, in the first, about, about three quarters of the page, uh, and I say page, um, but you know, three quarters of the document, we didn't even mention his company name, um, anything about them, what they did. I mean, what they did, yeah. We, we talked about pain, results, um, transformation, 
But then we got into, hey, and by the way, I'm so-and-so. Who I am, what I do. But we had to preface that by getting the, the prospect into the mind frame of either I am interested in this or I'm not. So that's what, uh, that's the exact opposite of branding. I mean, Budweiser can drive down, you know, they, they put up billboards, they spend a lot of money on commercial. If you've got a Budweiser budget, you can, you can go into branding, but without, a, without that kind of, I'm not so sure if you're not Budweiser, Coca-Cola, or maybe GoDaddy, or, you know, companies, I don't think branding's the, the path for any small business owner. Right. It's just not the direct return on investment that, we, that we're looking for. We're, we're looking for, if I spend a dollar, I want to be able to calculate how much money I'm getting back in return, a return on investment, right? And that is exactly, so I'm, I'm writing for a client right now, and one of the things that um, their website was talking about is, you know, how much it costs per lead, and they're going down. Well, I went through their testimonials, and what I found in their testimonials was actually that, like, uh, this one particular client um, generated, uh, hang on, I'll tell you here in a second. Um, Hang on, it's not even in the document. It's here on my screen. I'll tell you right now. Okay, so they spend um, they spent forty seven thousand six hundred bucks, and um, they generated one point five million dollars in revenue with a gross profit of around three hundred grand. So pretty good return ROI, return on investment. Yeah, so they spent forty seven grand to get a three hundred over three hundred thousand dollar ROI. Um, now that's after they've paid their salespeople and everything. And so I'm, I'm, what am I writing about? I'm writing about how you can generate, lead, basically your leads are free. You're not paying for, you're not paying any money at that point. When, right. when right. you spend a hundred dollars and it brings in $300, you have a company you can grow exponentially. And I don't care if you, you're in real estate, I don't care. I don't care what business you're in. When you have the ability to generate leads, granted those leads, you have to advance the money to get the leads coming in. But if your funnel is structured in such a way that it's going to generate a much higher margin per sale, you know, I do, you know, in real estate and in investing, you know, we spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a week on mailers, but it, we buy houses with it. And every time I buy a house, it makes me 40, 40 to 60 grand. So, how much can I spend on generating leads? <laughs> right. So, right. so that's why I don't think branding works for small business owners. Right. And so instead they should do more kind of direct response marketing, education-based marketing, whatever the terminology that you want to use, adding value to, to the business, right? So not just edging, it depends on the business. So I like, you know, you and I, we often talk about direct response. But you could, you could take a hair salon. Um, I was talking to my wife's uh, hair person, what do they call it, hairstylist. And I said, why don't you charge a monthly fee instead of per hair? She's like, what are you talking about? And then I asked her, I said, well, what does it cost to, to do my wife's hair? It's like, you know, 200 bucks each time. So I said, so, and she has it done three times a year. Yeah, 600 bucks. 
why don't you just charge $50 a month to all your clients and give them up to, you know, you can get three hairdos, come in anytime. You can get, maybe even give them up to four. But what it does for you is whether, you, you know, if you're sick tomorrow, you're still getting paid. You got paid for that month. So you didn't provide any more value. What you did was is you made it easier for that spouse, either A, to not tell her husband how much she spends on her hair, or, uh, or B, um, the value you provided might be that extra haircut. Hey, you can get a fourth highlight, whatever, if you buy you know, in advance. So it's not always a direct response. Sometimes it's creating revenue which solves a problem for you know you the hair hairstylist because they do this you right know, right exactly right you know some weeks they're as busy as all get out they can't even keep up with all the clients and the next week they have nobody but what if your income was just constant all the time that's what you want you don't care about whether you're cutting hair or not if your income is constant what do you what do you care no. And that could be a differentiator on your marketing, right? That could be a differentiator on your marketing. We were talking about real estate agents beforehand. So I had a meeting with a real estate agent this morning and it's a, it's a couple, um, male and female agents. They work together and they were talking about revamping their, their, you know, sales have kind of stalled. They're kind of feeling stale. They were thinking about doing some marketing. They've spent some money on some marketing in the past. It hadn't, you know, hadn't worked. And you start out, you know, what have you done? What works? What doesn't work? What have you done in the past? And, so it turns out they've died some, you know, marketing, but what kind of marketing it's, it's the branding marketing. Hey, we've got, you know, whatever, 20 years of experience a piece and yada, yada, yada. And I said, well, that's great. But let, you know, I went through what we've talked about before and the, the buyer's journey, you know, uh, would you call up the Lexus car dealership and say, Hey, I'm thinking of buying a car. No, you wouldn't do that because you know, that guy's going to bombard you. Would you expect somebody to call you and say, Hey, I'm thinking of selling my house. No, because they know you're going to bombard them. So, so how do we reverse engineer this where they, they kind of want to talk to you as a real estate agent to learn a little more. So I said, you know, what kind of questions would they be asking that you could kind of help them the buyer's journey, right? They, in order for them to sell their house, what are they asking? Well, they might be asking what, what houses in my neighborhood are going for, right? So maybe you have a neighborhood, you know, price booklet or, you know, whatever. And it's just how, what all the houses sold for, what was active now, what percentage of the sale price, whatever. These real estate agents can pull that off. Truthfully, you can pull a lot of that off of Zillow, but that's not the point. It's not. It's just making it easier for a prospect. Hey, you want to know what houses go for in your neighborhood? We got a little guide. You and know? you know, on that same subject, um, on, my, on my real estate website, I actually tell people how to value your home. And one of the, one of the ways I tell them, and it's in a video, but I show them that, you know, yeah, but my neighbor's house went for 400 grand. But yeah, but the only thing you care about is the cost per square foot because then you're going to take that cost per square foot and, and you want to know the average cost per square foot in your neighborhood and the maximum cost per square foot because if your house is pristine, you could get the maximum. And if your house is average, you could get the average. And then you multiply it by your square feet and there you go. But so it's That's on, awesome. It's on a video on my website. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Give people the education that they, because they didn't, all they know is their neighbor house, neighbor's house sold for 400 grand. So they think automatically 
my house should sell for 400 grand because I have a pool and they don't. <laughs> you know, 300 square feet smaller or 400 square feet smaller, the pool and why pools aren't necessarily an upgrade. And those are all things that a good agent could, could explain. Could educate, right? So there's your free report, how to value your home. And you do this little square footage video. You do a square footage little article. You could say, what projects are worth the money, right? Or what's your competition doing? You know, so in other words, houses in your neighborhood, what has been done, houses in your neighborhood. That's almost the same report, right? You know, what's for sale and have they upgraded their kitchen and their bathrooms or not, right? That's the same report that you would really probably do if you're doing it on a listing appointment. But in this case, we call it a competitive analysis. Get a competitive analysis for your neighborhood. How to value the price of your home, uh, projects to improve the value of your home, uh, how to sell your home quickly, quickly and easily. And we and you know, all those things would be valuable information that would elicit a response, right? Direct response that would educate and motivate your potential clients to, oh yeah, you know, that makes sense. Um, you could talk about, you know, uh, things to consider when upgrading your home. I mean, when moving to your next home, you're saying like they're looking for second home buyers, not first home buyers, because you could have a first home buyer's guide. You could have a, you know, upgrade guide, right? Yeah, how to qualify for, how to qualify for a, a mortgage on your second house. Okay, great. You could have things to consider when, when upgrading your house. Oh, I'm getting my internet connection thing. Am I breaking up again? You're, you're okay now. You're All right, back. I was saying you could have information on how to, um, uh, what I was saying about. What to upgrade on your house. Yeah, but I was thinking like, so when I use in this house, I don't have as big of a yard as I had in my old house because my kids are teenagers and we haven't used the yard in five years, right? But when my kids were five years old, I wanted a great backyard that we could go play soccer in, right? So maybe my needs have changed. I don't need this gorgeous backyard or maybe I want a yard that I can sit in, you know, with me and my wife and we're going to read a book. You know, I want a garden instead of a play set, right? Just things that an agent knows. But anyway, all that is educating someone along the buyer's journey. And if you're doing that, like you said, you did it by video, that means they're likely to end up, well, gosh, he seems like a knowledgeable person. He'd probably be a great agent. I, I'm, now I'm ready to sell my, now I'm ready to sell my house. It also gives you a great reason to follow up with somebody. Hey, Dave, I see you watched my video on how to value your house. Any questions about that? You know, the biggest mistake that people, I see people make is they try to look at the most expensive house in the neighborhood and they think their house is worth that. But you really got to consider how many of the upgrades are in your house for upgrade, whatever it is. But now you have a reason to even follow up with them again, right? They, they downloaded your information or they watched your information or they read your information. Maybe they downloaded it and didn't watch it or read it. But now you can follow up. The big, the big thing that in, in what we're, we're talking about in direct response is what I call the exchange. Okay. And, and the exchange is, okay, you have a fear. You don't want to talk to me. I get that. So I've got to give you something for you to give me your name and email address in, and email address is becoming very valuable because most people get their email in, in that thing. Right. So now it's like, this thing's in my pocket. I don't want to give you access to my pocket. So a cell phone number is about as, as important as an email address these days because so much spam. And so I think people hold it very tight to the vest. But if you give them enough value, they'll say, I'm willing to, I'm willing to make this exchange with you. That's what it is. Right. 
And that exchange is the first purchase. And whether it costs money or not, we've talked about this on other, on other shows, they've made a buy-in at that moment in their mind. And once that buy-in is made, now you have the ability to talk to them for the next however long. And a real estate transaction might be a year before that person's ready to sell. That's right. Or look for their next home. But if they're not on your list and you're not talking to them regularly through that list, and in real estate, I don't think you should be talking to them two times a week. You're not Russell Brunson. Uh, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. Or you shouldn't be talking to them daily because that's just too much. But it, it should be maybe once every two weeks to once a month so they remember who you are. But what the, what's very important is it if you're trying to nurture a relationship and that's what you're doing, long-term nurturing through that email list, um, you've got to provide almost as much value each time as you provided in the exchange. And if you'll do that, you'll have so much credibility with those people that you won't be able to control how many clients you have because everyone else is uh, listening with Kristen, you know, or whatever. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's really, that's a good one. No, and that's, and that's exactly right. So we were talking about that in the sense of, um, they have a marketing person and I, they showed me one of their marketing emails to somebody that, that had expressed interest. I don't know, but they send this person an email. And of course, what's on there is click here to put your name on our list. I was like, no, like, would you do that? As opposed to the exchange, I like your word, the exchange of value, you know, click here for your first time home buyer's guide, click here to pre-qualify for a mortgage or mortgage rate calculations. Our, or our home value calculator, free home right. value calculator, tell you what your house is worth. Right. All that would be on your list. Right. And so the scenario we, that, that, that hit one of them is it was a male female combo. She liked it. I was like, it's like asking somebody to marry them on the first date. You know, no, we're just, we're just dating. We're just getting to know each other. Your email here says words in on a first yeah. date. Hey, we don't want to do that. We want to kind of get to know you and learn a little bit about you and kind of, you know, educate ourselves. So, so it was really funny. So whoever their marketing person is, I was like, that's okay. Oh, and it did the typical, you know, we've got 20 years of experience. Each have 20 years of experience. You know, yeah. And I said, you know, I really don't care about that. <laughs> I said, not to be rude, but I mean, but tell me what complexities or what problems I might encounter. Remember, we've talked about it before, solve a problem or give me a result. What are the problems I might encounter when listing or selling my home? What, you know, do you want to deal with the people holding the open house, rummaging through your house, following up, negotiating the contracts, whatever agents do, you would tell to me, you know, we manage the complexities of real estate. Mention what those are and then say, now you mention because we have 20 years of experience of doing this, right? That's where you sneak in my 20 years. But 20 years of experience doesn't mean squat to me unless it, it is that you've solved a problem or gave me a result. You've made it easier to, we've used this before, you know, the easy button. Make it easy for me to list my house with you. Make it easy for me to sell my house. Because a lot of the people, we talked about this before, one of the strategies agents use is the listings for sale by owner. And then if those people don't sell it, then you call them and say, hey, I see you had trouble selling your house. Would you like to list it with me, right? That is a strategy that does work. It has worked in the past, absolutely. But they only but, got 800 other calls. That's exactly right. But that's, you know, that's like a do-it-yourself investor is not really going to hire a financial advisor. That's just not what they're going to do. There are certain people that outsource 
buying real estate, that outsource their lawn care, that outsource their cleaning services. Those are your clients when you're an agent. Those are your clients when you're, well, a handyman, right? You want that, a handyman gets business from people who don't want to do it, right? So, you know, you bring up the for sale by owner because we're talking about real estate agents right now. It's a great subject because there's probably more of them than there is probably any other, almost any other <laughs> except for maybe Amazon delivery people. There's probably, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the reality is there's for sale by owner houses everywhere. So if you provided value that came to their mailbox and that what I mean is the value that you send them in the mail is not a postcard. It's not, it's nothing about you. It's, Hey, I want to show you how you can get top dollar for your house right? without using a real estate agent. Right. You think they might click on that link and put their name and email address in a box? They I would think so. I yeah. think, I think because everyone else, all these agents are like, everything they're getting into mail is list, list, list. Everybody lists with me. But if you can get something, I'm not saying that they, that you're not asking them to list with them. But let's, you're going to tell them how they get top value without listing with an agent. But who do you think they're going to turn to when they right. fill out the list and you're talking to them every month for 12 months and you're providing them value and their house doesn't sell? Who do they trust now? Right. The guy who's sending them a postcard or, or, or you who have been providing value for 12 months, hey, what you'll get is a call that says, uh, hey, Steve, I'm ready to list my house with you. And no questions asked. The sale has already been made. Right. And that's, yeah, the marketing was all the value added because you helped them along their buyer's journey. So by the time it was deciding for them to list their house, who else were they listed with, but you who they know, like, and trust and provided valuable information along the way. The, the cool thing about this was that I was mentioning to them. So, so they have a, uh, uh, you know, they help residential housing, right? But they also have this little sliver of people that they help flip houses. You know, we're going to help you buy the house and, and fix it up and sell it or whatever. And I was like, and, and this is one of those, we've talked about this before, it works so well, we quit doing it. And so one of them was like, well, you know, every time we have an event with our past clients, we always get a referral. Well, maybe we should start doing events again, right? And then what got into there, what got me thinking about, we talked about, you know, what, you know, five projects you should do to, to upgrade your house, to sell it quickly or easily, right? I was like, here's a way to kill two birds with one stone. So let's say you have a house for sale that has been renovated, right? Whether it was a flip or somebody who lived in there. Well, then you can have invite your current clients there. You can invite potential people that were thinking of listing with you. You could invite investors who were thinking of fixing up houses because all of them want to see before and after photos of the kitchen before it was redone, the bathroom before it was redone. And so now it's almost like you could get all your constituents in one location, right? You could get your past clients. Oh yeah. You could have potential listings. Yeah, this is what's out here. Gosh, I was thinking about doing this in my kitchen. You could get your other referral sources, like your mortgage broker comes in there. Anyway, you're kind of showing your expertise all around to all different parties, right? Past clients is a great way to get referrals. People who have expressed interest, five projects to do. Is it worth it redoing your kitchen or your bathroom? Well, come on over. Let me show you. And then you can explain how they did the, the you know, if you're going to sell it, you do B grade. If you're going to keep it yourself, you do A grade type stuff, right? Walk them through what the renovation was, the before and after, and why they chose what they did and what level of finishings they chose and why. Anyway, 
that's a great event. Now it's not just an event. It's become much more than that because it's an educational event where you're educating both your potential clients and your existing clients, really how knowledgeable you are. Well, another, uh, another event they could do is let's say, um, and I, I'm using, because I sold a house and I did this for the real estate agent. Okay. He said, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have a going away party and I'm going to invite you. That's what I told her. Okay. I said, however, you're going to pay for the food and the booze. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you just made a big commission and I'm going to invite you to the party with all my neighbors who you're going to have a <laughs> relationship with. And I'm going to have all my friends here and guess what it's going to say all over that this whole party is being provided by you because you're saying thankful, thank, thank you to me for, for basically allowing you to sell my house. And guess what these people are going to do? Man, this was a nice party. I want to have a party like that when I sell my house. So that is a great idea. I was able to have a going away party. It didn't cost me any money. Um, and, uh, and some of my neighbors can drink. So, uh, <laughs> so that saved you some money, but at the same time, it gave her tremendous value. Number one, she just got a big commission. Number two, um, I know she got more clients out of that naturally because see, they see that, wow, this person is saying thank you and is, is throwing this great party with great food and everything. And, and so, you know, there are different ways than just branding. Branding doesn't work relationships work and sometimes the relationship is built on a on a subconscious level is having a party um where everybody knows you paid for everything is that is that marketing of course it is of course it is nobody cares this is so funny you say this so so there's another coach that i that i uh work with specialized in financial advisors and they have a strategy, which is almost exactly what you said. And, and so, and I've done this myself. I, I actually, it happens by default on, on my side, which is, so, so I'm a golfer. So the event could be, Hey, uh, Dave, let's put together an event to go to on a golf trip. Let's go to stream song and you can invite all your buddies and I'll, I'll organize the whole thing. Now I'm not going to pay for it, but I'll just organize the whole thing and you round up, you know, three, four, five, six buddies. And I'll be on the trip as well. And I'll just, you know, I'll just be the guy that organizes it. Now you've, he, this guy calls it some, he has a term like preferables. It's a referral, but it's a preferred referral because now I'm going to Dave on a golf trip with Dave's buddies. I organize it. So I look kind of cool, like, you know, right. Cause you're a host, right. Even though I didn't pay for anything. And, and now I get to hang out with your friends in a non-business environment for whatever, three, four days, whatever the golf trip is, right? The, the other way to do it is to get yourself invited on Dave's trip, right? So this is what happens to me is that, you know, my client is, is Dave is invited to a golf trip down to Orange County National and gosh, so-and-so got sick or twisted his ankle, he can't make it. Matt, do you want to go with us? Well, heck yes, I want to go with us. Why? Because I get to spend a weekend or four days with Dave, who's my client and my buddy. But what? I get to meet all of Dave's friends in a non-business environment, three, four days playing golf. And it works for me every time I get, I get a client out of it almost every time I do that. So this year or for 2020, I was thinking, well, why don't I actually organize the event myself and invite Dave to invite his friends? It, it's funny you say that because um, we get like every, I don't know, 
probably once a quarter, I'm guessing we get a, a really nice envelope in the mail inviting us to Ruth Chris. Okay. It includes dinner. It includes two glasses of wine. It says you know, we're, we're providing dinner and up yeah. to two glasses of wine per person and you and your spouse are, are welcome to come. And I, I always say to my wife, I'm like, you know, I know this is going to be a sales pitch, but it's very tempting to go have a free Ruth Chris dinner and, you know, and a couple of glasses of wine that, I mean, see that person understands the value. I'll give you value yes. in exchange and value. I mean, providing Ruth Chris dinner, that's a lot of value. People are willing to, yeah, I guess I'll go listen. And what's going to happen? Some of the people in the room are actually going to buy and, or sign up for their services, financial services, naturally. And when that happens, sometimes there's a frenzy. Sometimes you get like 80% of the room. Right, right. But you could do the same thing, and we've done this before. Like, let's go back to that financial planner. It could do the event instead of open, inviting you to the Ruth Chris. It could just be a really interesting topic that you want to find out. You know, how to maximize Social Security. How to protect your portfolio for the, for the next recession. And that might be enough value that, well, heck, I don't need the Ruth Chris dinner. I just want to come out and find out that information. Yeah, is, is gold really going to go happen? You know, of course, they're, everybody's touting gold again, which, uh, you know, right. we've never heard this before. Right. And that's, but those are very timely topics. So we were talking about, you know, uh, on the financial planning side, hey, that could be a good thing. Could be not the gold, but, you know, are you ready for the next recession? Well, it's not really a scare tactic, but it's, yeah, recessions come and go. They, we always have them. Or, are you prepared is a fair question. What's your strategy for the next recession? How are you protecting your portfolio during the next recession? Any of those might be what I would call direct response marketing because that promotes or elicits a response. Well, gosh, I'd like to know more. Let me click on the button and watch the video. Let me click on the button and go to the event. Let me click on the button and get his little report, right? Uh, there's a famous, I don't know how famous it is because I'm in the industry, right? Is, is uh, what's his name? Ken Fisher hates annuities and you should too. You know, click here to find out why. Well, let's, let's look at, I'm sure anybody watching this has heard the name Porter Stansbury before. Okay. Um, you know, Stansbury Research, they're not, they don't, they're not like in the investment business. All they do is sell paper. That's all they do is sell reports. They, they sell a quarter of a billion dollars a year in reports. They do their research company, but they're a direct mail company, but yet they provide value and that's what people pay for. It's not like, and so my, my point is, if you provide the kind of value they provide, you could sell the reports if it's good enough. That's what I'm saying. That's right. what Stansbury, right. Stansbury Research does. They sell the reports. But if you're a financial planner, or you're in and around that business, or you're in real estate, I don't care. Or you're real estate, yeah. Find that kind of value, and you give those type of reports for free, your clients will be eating out of your hands. I mean, they're just nothing, no better. Right. And that's much better than saying, hey, you want to list your house with me? Hey, are you ready to buy? Hey, are you ready to buy? Like or that's putting, just putting up your face on a billboard and saying, um, I'll list your house. I'll sell your house in 30 days. Well, I guess I'll sell your house in 90 days. You're you're providing some value, but I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a value. I see that there's, there's some guy over here that does that and, you know, or, or we'll buy the house from you. Now who knows what the price is and how they make their money on that, but it's a value service, right? We'll sell it in 90 days or we'll buy your house. Well, there's a call to action for sure. There's a call to action. That's pretty interesting. That's better than, 
Hey, I've been in business for 25 years. I sell a bunch of houses in your neighborhood. Let yeah, yours be one of them. Sell 10 million a year in houses. So I don't care. Can you sell my house? Right, right. Exactly. Wants to know, can you sell my house? Right. And so, uh, well, I'll kind of wrap it up. I'm looking at our time here. I think we're right at our little 30 minutes all of a sudden. <laughs> but it's like, brand. so branding doesn't work. You, you're not a real estate agent and you send out your postcards that says, I'm a great agent and I can sell your, sold, like I said, I've sold a million dollars in houses this year and I can sell your house and I sell houses in your neighborhood. Nope. It's going to be how to sell your home quickly how much your neighborhood houses are going, what's your, what's your neighbor's house, what's your competition look like, whatever these reports are, how to value the price of your home. You had that video, right? We want to elicit a response. We want to educate and motivate our potential buyers to kind of move along. So when they are ready to make the decision, you're not going to convince anybody to buy today, but when they are ready, you're the guy they're going to call. I use my car as that example, right? That, that I go, if I want a sedan or not, I get the hybrid. And then I decide I want the Lexus hybrid. That's when I call the Lexus guy. I didn't call the Lexus guy. Hey, I'm thinking of buying a car. What do you think I should get? Because he's going to, we're all afraid of that. Right. And so instead of, if we know everybody's afraid of us bombarding them, right, then let's be the guy that doesn't bombard them. Let's be the guy that actually adds value. Like you said, exchanges value in advance. I'm going to do you a favor. If you provide value before, your relationship building, whether you know it or not, when, when the value you provide, it's going to do a couple things. It's going to position you as an expert in the industry. It's going to make them trust you and that they know that you're an expert. And it not, doesn't mean you're the only one. There might be millions of other experts, but, it's, but you're the one they know about. And when it comes time to buy, as long as you've stayed in contact with them, you're the only go-to person on their mind. That's what the, that's what, that's what the opposite of branding is. It's relationship building, um, in, intentional relationship building. Right. And, and maybe that's a better way to say that. Maybe intentional branding works, right? I'm, the, I'm branding myself as the expert. I'm not branding myself as, you know, Wendy the sales wonder lady, right? So anyway, all right, that was a pretty good one. I like this branding. We got in this conversation with real estate agents, but it really applies to everybody and that we really want direct response, we really want education response, we want exchange of value, all those type words, that we can help educate and motivate people so that they will, then we can make an offer, we, we didn't really mention call to action, we should have a call to action, you know, plus whenever you're ready, here's four ways I can help you. Well, we, you actually did mention the call to action when you said, hey, put your name on our list, and we said, no, 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 <laughs> that's not a call to action. That's not a good call to action, no. A good call to action is whenever you're ready, here are three, three ways I can help you, right? Price, pinpoint price analysis, prices in your neighborhood, how to value your home, right? Or whatever. I don't know what it's something in exchange. Yeah, so something they, in exchange. I want that. So. Yeah. Well, All good. right, Dave, where can we find you, buddy? You find me at davidmulvaney.com, and there is enormous amounts of free information on my website where you can find out literally anything you want to know about marketing or about um copywriting or, or direct response marketing and, and all of the profitability uh, MD podcast video logs are on uh, davidmulvaney.com. Of course they are. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm David Mulvaney on LinkedIn. So. Perfect. So I'm Matt Hudgens. So Matt Hudgens on LinkedIn. And then my coaching website is 10xprofitability.com. I have one of my lead magnets is everything you know about marketing is wrong. Put in your email and you watch these videos and you get little uh, email drip campaign that kind of educates you why every, everything on your marketing is wrong. Little videos. So kind of fun stuff. All right. All right, man. Sounds like you have a good week ahead.
I've got a good week heading to New York next week. I'll be back on Wednesday in time for our next show. All right, man. See you. Take care.